0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com We're here at the Alhambra, okay? How is that? And I want to just explain a little bit of the Jewish significance. Before that, we have to know of one of the great Jewish personalities of all time, Rav Shmuel Hanagid. Rav Shmuel Hanagid was from the generation of the first Rishonim. Okay, this is very important. Who were the first three Rishonim? There's a lot of misconception about that. Some people say the Beisyoi Seif, the barbanel, it was earlier. The first generation of Rishonim was A, Rav Shmol B, Rav Nisim Goyen. C, Rabbeinu Hananel. These are the first three Rishonim. Rishonim Hanoged is born in Cordoba in 993. He starts off... He is educated in religious matters. He's educated in secular studies. He's a student of Rav Chanoich ben Rav Moshe. Moshe was one of the Arba Shvuyim. His son was Rabbeinu Chanoich. Shmuel Hanogid was his student. There's a civil war in Cordova in 1012. Suleiman was victorious. So Shmuel Hanogid has to run away. He comes to Malaga. So here's the story about how Rav Shmuel Hanogid rose in power. Shmuel Hanoged is a shopkeeper. And with many Rabanim. They're very good statesmen, politician, but they can't make a buck. So Shmuel Hanoged is an unsuccessful storekeeper, but he's a great writer. The visor is writing letters for the sultan. Shmuel Hanugid, meanwhile, the visor got, got wind that Shmuel Hanoged was a very good writer. So he used Shmuel Hanugid's skills... He took Shmuel Hanugget, he told Shmuel, you know, here, he slipped him a few bucks, and Shmuel Hanugget secretly was the writer for the Sultan. The Sultan never knew. The visor is on his deathbed. The Sultan comes, the Sultan says, you know, Chaval al-Da'avdin v'loy it's Chaval, you're about to die, who's gonna write for me? So the visor spills the beans, it wasn't me, it was Samuel. Shmuel Hanugid. So Shmuel Hanoged is promoted, and now he becomes Hanogid. he becomes the great Nasi. There's a lot of jealousy from the Arabs that this Jew is rising up in power. Everyone calls him, the Jews call him Shmuel Hanogid. the Arabs call him Ibn Nagdila. Now, the king at the time was King Shabbos. Shabbos. He dies in 1037. I know you can't imagine such a thing, but now there's contention among the two sons who should take over To be the king. Shmuel Hanoged sided with Badis, the older son, but he was a Das Yachid. Badis wrestles away control of the kingdom. And now Shmuel Hanoged is ascending in power because he's the only one who had the foresight that the Bechar would be successful. He's appointed commander-in-chief of Granada. Shmuel Hanoged. He's commander-in-chief. He builds a palace. This area is the palace of Shmuel Hanoged. Badis is a self-indulgent king. He doesn't know if he's coming, he doesn't know if he's going. Shmuel Hanoged became the most powerful individual in this entire region. Shmuel Hanoged. In that capacity, he opens up a big Talmudic academy. He's very wealthy. He sends money to Bavel. He funds the Babylonian yeshivas of Sura and, P- and Pompadissa. He opens up a tremendous library. He writes Mavai HaTalmud. He wrote a work called Hilchasa Gevurta. And he becomes the first generation of all the Rishan. He was a very tolerant person. Here we'll conclude with one story. Before he rose to great power and he's writing for the Sultan, somebody, one of the Arabs, once insulted Shmuel Hanagad. So the the Sultan said, I give you permission, cut off his tongue. Shmuel Hanagad said, I will do that. A little while later, they're passing by the Arab's house and the Arab comes running out and he heaps praise on Shmuel Hanagin. And the Sultan says, I thought I told you to cut off his tongue. And Shmuel Hanagin said, I did. I sent him a gift and his bad tongue was transformed to a good tongue. So indeed, I did cut off his tongue. Now he fought all the wars as General Commander-in-Chief of the Granadan Force. But from the battlefield... He always sent messages to his children, sending them lessons, inquiring about what they're learning. He was also a Paragon educator and father. His son takes over, Rav Yehosef Hanaged. Yehosef Hanaged. Now, Yehosef Hanaged marries the daughter of Rabbeinu Nisim. So now Shmuel Hanaged and Rabbeinu Nisim are mechutanim. Yeah? You look on the side of every Gemara especially brachos, you have the comments of Rav Nissim Goyen. So they're not only mechutanim, they're mechutanim in the Gemara. Because in Masechta Brachos you have Rav Nissim Goin, and in the back of the Masechta, Rav Shmol HaNoged. So you know, when you become mechutanim, you become connected in ways you never would have thought imaginable. <laughs> so, Yehosef HaNoged is as wise as his father. His problem was he grew up in wealth. So he never learned the political skill of how to defuse his enemies and those who were jealous of him. Shmuel Hanugid started off poor, so he was always sensitive, maybe people are jealous of him. The son grew up in wealth, and therefore he had many enemies. One day, the Arabs got so angry, they stormed his house on Shabbos, they brutally murdered him, and uh, now he has an almana, he has a yasayim, and they run off, and they run to Lucina, where we're headed, okay? They are on to Lucina. In Lucina is Rabbi Yitzchak Ibn Giyas. He wants to groom Azariah, the son of Yehosef Hanugid, to be the next leader of Kal Yisrael. They had a lot of hope for him. Nebuch, this boy, died at 12 years old, and that was the end of the dynasty of the Hanugid family. So this is the uh, purported area of the actual palace of the most prominent Jew, perhaps in the last 1,000 years, Rabbi Shmuel Hanugid.